Esther chapter 9. Now in the twelfth month, now in the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's command and edict were about to be carried out, on the very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mastery over them, the reverse occurred. The Jews gained mastery over those who hated them. The Jews gathered in their cities throughout all the providences of King Ahasuerus to lay hands on those who sought their harm. And no one could stand against them, for the fear of them had fallen on all the peoples. All the officials of the provinces and the satraps and the governors and the royal agents also helped the Jews, for the fear of Mordecai had fallen on them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house, and his fame spread through all the provinces. For the man Mordecai grew more and more powerful. The Jews struck all their enemies with the sword, killing and destroying them, and did as they pleased to those who hated them. In Susa, the citadel itself, the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men, and they killed Parshandatha and Dalphon and Ashpatha and Poratha and Adelia and Aradatha and Parmashta and Arishai and Ardai, Aradai and, and Vizatha. The ten sons of Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews, but they laid no hand on the plunder. And the first thing we're happy for is that Haman didn't have 12, 20 sons that they named. You know, it's only ten names that you need to pronounce. I think I, think I, 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 I noticed back in chapter maybe four and five uh, where... You, the king's name is not mentioned; it just says the king, and 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 he's the NIV says calls him Xerxes, his Greek name. the 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 Persian name was uh, Ahasuerus. It's like if you ever have to read aloud from the Book of Esther, volunteer real quickly for chapter four or five, where you don't even have to say that, and let, and let somebody else, let the last one that volunteers take chapter nine, where you get all of those fun, fun words. So where are we? Now in the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, Remember, the Jewish calendar doesn't run like our, we're in the Gregorian calendar, right? You know, January to December. Their, their first month, first, first month is Nisan, which is into March, April. The, the 12th month then is March, February, March, maybe sometimes into, into April. So this is, this is around um, March, I think. Um, Dr. Constable says it's March 7th, 473 B.C., just if you're trying to keep count of, of, of where we are. It's, it's in the 12th month. It says, On the, the very day the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain mastery over them. The very day they, we've, we've finally made it. Remember, there are two edicts that have been issued. One, that the king... Uh, allowed and gave Haman his his signet ring 
to, to stamp and, and to send out to the 127 provinces of the Persian Empire, from India down to, to Ethiopia, uh, a landmass that, that they say is even greater than the, the landmass of the United States of America. That big of an area that they are, the, the, the edict goes out from, from Haman with the king's authority to what? To destroy, to kill, and annihilate all of the Jews and to take plunder all their goods. Well, by God's provident, providential hand, Esther goes in, talks to the king, and, 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 and tells him what has happened. Mordecai is, is killed and hanged on the gallows. And now we're, we're finally at the, the, that day, D-Day, if you will. The, 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 the book started in the third year of King Ahasuerus, King Xerxes. We're, we're now in the, in the twelfth year. The edict went out in the first month. In, in chapter 8, in the third month, Mordecai has been raised to a position of, of authority, and he, he issues a decree that it doesn't suspend the first decree. It doesn't eliminate the first decree. De decree. Why? Because the, the, the law of the Medes and the Persians could not be changed, but it... But it goes alongside, almost supersedes the, the, that first de decree that said the Jews can stand up and what? They can defend themselves against any armies or people that attack them. That it gives them that right. And it also says that they may, they may plunder the goods of those who uh, uh, attacked them. And now we're, we're on that day. It's almost like as if the first eight chapters have been this introduction to get us to this point where, where the big event, the big event happens. That very day, the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain mastery over them. They thought we've, we've got, the Haman's decree went out in the first month. It was for the, 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 the 13th day of the 12th month. So 11 months that they had to, to prepare, make plans to destroy, kill, and annihilate all of the Jews. They hoped to gain mastery. They hoped to, to, to their enemies hoped to kill all of, the, all of the Jews, take all of their goods. And, and what happens? It says the reverse occurred. And what is reverse? Opposite. What's the other word, like the literary word? Peripatia. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about that, and, it, and, it, and you just can't get off of it. So that, that, that the reverse happened. All of those who hated the Jews thought, we're going to kill them. We're going to take mastery over them. But God's plan was not. God's plan was, was what? No matter how unfaithful his people may have been, you know, there's many of them still living in, in Persia, in Babylon, even up into Assyria where the ten northern tribes had been taken back in 722 B.C. 
you know, 250 years before that, that haven't gone back to the land that, that Isaiah and Jeremiah and, and others had said, basically commanded in the Lord that go back, you know, once the exile is complete, go back to the land, the promised land. But for some reason, many of them didn't want to do that. And even though they, they have, they're in exile because of their unfaithfulness, God is still true to His promises and His Word. And ultimately, this was a, a plan of Satan through Haman to kill all the Jews and what? Then there'll be no Messiah. But God's plan was, was the opposite. That God is going to bless all nations through the seed of Abraham, through the descendants of Abraham, and that, that they will bless all nations, and that being the Messiah that comes and 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 lays his life down for 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 mankind to atone for their sins. So it says in verse two that the, the Jews gathered in their cities throughout the whole province, all of the provinces. to lay hands on those who sought their harm, and no one could stand against them. So when Mordecai issued his decree, it was that they could, could attack those who attacked them, that they could fight back, that, that, that they could defend themselves. And it says, now fear of the, no one could stand against them because the fear of the Jews had fallen on all the people. Look at the the degree to which it's, it's fallen on them. In verse 3, you have all the officials of the provinces, the satraps, the governors, the royal agents, also help the Jews. You know, you have, a, you have the feeling that before chapter 8, that all these, these governors, satraps, all these leaders, whose side were they on? They were on Haman's side. It's like, we're going, to go, we're going to go with him. He's got the upper hand. Now, through the, the working of the hand of God, Mordecai has been killed because of this plot. I mean, Haman's been killed. How do you get an H name and an M name confused? But it happens, you know, I think it's too many birthdays. Will I get old? Okay, Haman has been killed. Mordecai has been, has been elevated. And, and, and I think these officials, maybe as slow as they were spiritually, they, they saw we can't stand against the Jews. We can't stand against Mordecai. And so they, they side with him and they help him. Matthew Henry says kind of an interesting uh, little, little side note that from the Chaldee, paraphrase. They have one of those at home, right? What is it? Well, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the Targum, the, the Aramaic translation of the Old Testament scriptures. Well, they, they also had it in, and it, but it was more of a paraphrase, you know, like the Living Bible or maybe the, the Message, but it was the, the, the Chaldee, uh, more of a Babylonian era and, and, and language, that in that paraphrase, so it's not from the manuscripts that, that we would deem as Scripture, but in that paraphrase it says that only the Amalekites rose up against the Jews. 
and we'll kind of get back to the Amalekites and, and who they were and what, what they were in, in, in a little bit. But those who rose up against them, they, they fought, they struck all their enemies, they did as they pleased, which is probably, there's prob, there's prob, it probably doesn't mean that they, um, that, that, that they just went and attacked randomly everyone. In, in, in the context that we see with 500 people and the sons of, of, of Haman, that, it, that it, kind of re, it kind of reflects the attitude um, that, that the Jews used restraint and, and self-control over this and only attacked those who, who were uh, totally against them. Right. I think so. I think that's exactly what it means. And, and it's, it says they did as they pleased, but it's like they, they did it. What, what pleased them was to be able to defend themselves and, and, and not have the king's army against them, them as well. So they, 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 they killed those. Um, it says within Susa, the citadel, the capital there, they killed 500 men and also the sons of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, but they laid no hands on the plunder. Okay, let that, just think about that for a minute and we'll come back and that's going to be like the bonus question of the day. Why didn't they take the plunder? Are you asking questions? Yeah, I'm asking, but you can answer now or you can... Think about it while I read from 11 to 19. Okay, give me your answer. Why didn't they take the plunder? No, I'll take that one. That's I think I think you're right, and then we'll look and see how is how was it displeasing to God? Was it always displeasing to God? No. Right. Just skip 2.19. And 19 says, uh, let's do the last two words, one another. Now, let's one another. Let's read 11 through um, 19. That very day. So, so notice that. It's like the writer's pointing out that very day. It's, it's like, here's one of those coincidences which really aren't coincidences. There are no coincidences. God's providential hand is over everything. And just so happens that very day when, when the enemies of the Jews were going to hope to gain mastery over them, it was reversed. So that very day, when they have killed Haman's sons, when they have killed these 500 men within the, the capital, the citadel of Susa, and also outside in the other provinces. That very day, the number of those killed in Susa, the citadel, was reported to the king. So the king gets word on how many men were killed, those who had opposed the Jews. And the king said to Queen Esther, In Susa, the citadel, the Jews have killed and destroyed 500 men, and also the ten sons of Haman. What then have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? And mine has an exclamation point mark after that. You know, there's no punctuation in 
the original Hebrew, but it's kind of interesting. It's got an exclamation point. It's like, if they kill 500 here, what have they done elsewhere? It's, I don't know what, is that a rhetorical question? Now, what is your wish? It shall be granted you. And what further is your request? It shall be fulfilled. So the king is again asking Esther, what's your wish? We've, we've seen it a couple of times before this, that, that, that God changed the king's heart, moved the king's heart to be receptive to Esther. She's gone in. He's extended the golden scepter. But this time, she doesn't even have to kind of go in. He comes to her. We've done this. What is your request? What, what, what do you want? And Esther, in verse 13, said, If it please the king, let the Jews who are in Susa be allowed tomorrow also to do according to the day's edict. And let the ten sons of Haman be hanged on the gallows. So the king commanded this to be done. The decree was issued in, Haman, in Susa, and the ten sons of Haman were hanged. The Jews who were in Susa gathered also on the 14th day of the month of Adar, and they killed 30 men in Susa, but they laid no hands on the plunder. Did I say 30? That was a test to see if anybody was listening. I know my numbers. 300, I'm sorry, thank you. Yeah, no, mine says 300 too. I just can't read. So we passed the test. You passed the test. Thank you for listening. I was, I, I really didn't doubt it. Okay, verse 16. Now the rest of the Jews who were in the king's provinces also gathered to defend their lives and got relief from their enemies and killed 75,000 of those who hated them, but they laid no hands on the plunder. This was the 13th day of the month of Adar, and on the 14th day they rested and made that a day of feasting and gladness. But the Jews who were in Susa gathered on the 13th and on the 14th day and rested on the 15th day, making that a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore, the Jews of the villages who live in the rural rural towns hold the 14th day of the month of Adar as a day for gladness and feasting as a holiday and as a day on which they send gifts of food to one another. So the king comes in and says, We've, they killed 500 men in Susa. And then, it, then it's almost like an, an exclamation of, of how many did they kill in the other, you know, just think of how many they could have killed in the other provinces, all those enemies, haters of the, of the Jews. And, and, he, and he asks Esther, Esther what, what do you want? What's your request? What's your desire? And she says, we need another day. Now that's a good question there. Why did she say that? You wish the writer had said, her intel said there's still these supporters of Haman and, and more Amalekites. And, and I think that's what many of the, of the commentaries say, that, that somehow she got word that there were still pockets of those who hated the Jews. It's kind of like, well, their decree is only for the 13th day. So we're just going to wait. And we're just going to attack them on the 14th day. Esther, Esther somehow knows about that as she asked the king, can we have permission to just keep going? Not in the whole empire, but just in, in Susa. And he says, absolutely, do it. So they, they, they 
But she had a second request. Hang them. Now, they're already dead, right? Okay, so this is the gallows in the Persian Empire was not the method of execution. It was the, the, the display of execution, that they killed them and then they hung them up so other people can, can see them, you know, that it was a, a pole, a tree, uh, that, that they, I mean, they made them so it's like a car, you know, cut all the branches off a tree and put it up. They're hanging them on, on Haman's gallows, 75 feet tall. And, and so, you know, a 75-foot pole, Haman's already up there, and now his 10 sons are down, uh, you know, hanging below them. Matthew Henry says that, that in, in the, uh, the Feast of Purim, which we'll talk about more next week, verses 20 through the end of the chapter and the, and the end of the book, that when they, they, they gather... They, they sing, they give presents. This is going to be in March, you know, about a month before Passover. Dad, one thing that stood out to me was the king and his group did not get drunk. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. How could you miss something like that? They, this is, yeah, but they do have a party. They had food. They had food, okay, but they didn't get drunk this time. That's, that's a good point. You know, up till now, they have been, you know, the Ben E. Keith distributor would have loved to have had Sousa in, in you know, in, in his route. It's like they, they would have made, made lots of money selling wine and, and, and whatever other spirits to them. So they, but, but during the, the feast, the, they would read the book of Esther, the, the feast and celebration a pyramid. They still there are many that Jews that still celebrate that today, and 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 you may recall when we talked about it earlier. When they say the name Haman, you know, there's the reader. They say the name Haman, and those in 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 attendance in the audience, what do they do? They boo and hiss, and you know, it's like you think you're at a, a Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, <laughs> game against the Cowboys in, in, in Philly. They do that. But when they come to this passage in, in, verse, uh, in chapter 9 where the, the names of Haman's sons are listed, you're supposed to read that in one breath. You know, you, you almost need a breath after every, every name, if not every syllable. They read it in one breath to show they were all killed at the same time, and, and also just to not give them any more notice than they, you know, recognition than they, than they have to. Um, so they've, 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 they've gathered, they've killed the, the 30, the 300 men, and, and, and we get a report on the rest of the, the empire, and then they, they rested. It's, this is going to be a two-parter. Of, of, of the, the, the battle, the, the fighting, and then the, the, the celebration. But it's, it's one of those where I, I didn't really run across anybody who, who had done this, but I think, I think you, could, you could have about five or six little bullet points from, from the chapter 9 and 10 that all start with the letter R. Now, there's probably no significance to this. I'm just telling you what popped into my head. So 
for homework, think of all of the things that start with R from chapter 9 and 10 that we'll look at. We'll, we'll talk about them next week. You've got rejoicing. I'll give you two of them. I'll try to give you, I'll give you no more than three. You've got rejoicing, you've got remember, and you've got rest. And, and think of those, especially um, how it could apply to us and, 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 how we, and how we remember Christ's sacrifice, Christ's resurrection, and how, we, how that gives us a, a, a spiritual rest. So, you know what? They may be... Those words may not be in one translation. Um, the idea is in all, but you're, you're right. They, they may not all be in the same translation. Could be King Jimmy, could be NIV, ESV. Um, could just be in Dave's mind. But it's, you know, see what you can, what you can find. So... Before we finish, why did they not take the plunder? Why did they not take the plunder? Well, it wasn't the motive. What was the motive? To, to defend themselves... To, to maintain the, the, the Jewish nation, population, through which the, 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 the Messiah is going to eventually come. Were there ever any times when the Jews were allowed to take plunder? Or the, maybe the flip side, when they weren't allowed to take plunder? Yes. So they were punished because they did. So there were times when they could and there were times when they couldn't. When were they punished for taking plunder? Well, yeah. Saul took the plunder, 1 Samuel 15, when he was supposed to go and kill Agag. Haman's probably a descendant of Agag. He's supposed to totally destroy. Now, why was he to, to kill, destroy, annihilate, not take plunder of Agag, the Amalekites? Go back to Exodus 17. When Israel is going, before they get to Mount Sinai, the Amalekites attacked Israel, the, the, the latter part of the procession of those who had, had come out of Egypt, where the women and children were, where they had the spoils that Egypt gave them, that, that God told Moses, ask the Egyptians and they will give you. And they gave them gold and silver and clothing and all these things. And the Amalekites attacked the rear and, and stole stuff. They fought the Amalekites for, for centuries and then Saul was supposed to go and kill Agag and, and not take any spoils and, and all, you know, destroy everything, but he didn't. He said, well, they, he's got some good cattle and some good sheep, and he's not that bad of a guy. And so he let Agag and live, and he took the better parts of the, of the spoils. And Samuel 
then God told Samuel what had happened. And Samuel goes up and said, how did it go? Did, were you obedient? And Saul says, absolutely, to the, you know, to, to, the, to the last dot and tittle. I did everything you said. And Samuel says, what then is that bleeding I hear? And that lowing of, of, of cows that he has his hand caught in, 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 in the cookie jar. And so some might say that it's, it's Israel is finally fulfilling, doing what Saul was supposed to do, kill the, the, and, and destroy the Amalekites and not take any plunder. You remember at, at the Battle of Jericho, when Israel's first going into the promised land, they were not supposed to take spoils. But Achan did. Kept some of the finer things. And, 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 and Joshua, God told Joshua about it, and, and Israel was defeated in the very next city, a city not nearly as fortified and strong as, as Jericho when they went to, to Ai. There were times when Israel was allowed to take spoils, but other times when they weren't. Primarily, it seems from um, Numbers 31 and Deuteronomy 20 that when they were going into the land that God was giving them, the promised land, they were not supposed to take spoils. But the other nations that they might be fighting around, that, that they could. Uh, but, but there were times such as uh, Saul being disobedient and even Achan and other times when they, when, when they didn't, um, when they did, didn't do what they were supposed to do or did what they were not supposed to do. <clears throat> You've killed these people. You know, there's nothing, there's, their goods are laying there. There's nothing preventing you from taking their, the, the, the possession of, of, of their things. You've been waiting 11 months. There's a lot of it under turmoil of what's going to happen. The, the, all these nations have the king's blessing to, to kill us. And, and now they've, they've gained mastery over those who, uh, who had, had, were their enemies and had, had plotted their de demise Right. And, and I think they did the, the right thing by not doing it. Is it also a matter of self-control? They, they, they didn't go beyond what God had really, you know, Mordecai said they could take the spoils. God didn't necessarily tell them they could take the spoils. And, and, though, it, and though it this predates that list of the gift of the Holy Spirit that Paul tells the, 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 the Galatians, though it predates the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, uh, that, though it predates that, you know, by... 500 years or so. Remember in, in, in verse, in Galatians 5, 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, notice it's fruit is singular. 
It's like this is all of this, you know, all of this is one. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That they used self-control. Even though they could, they could have done it, they, they used self-control that is sort of a, a demonstration that, that maybe they, there was more behind Israel standing against the enemies of Israel than just mastery over them or just the physical sense that there was, there was mo- more to it. And so they used this, this self-control to, to demonstrate that, I think, to all who knew it. You know, I already said all these officials, they supported the, the, the Jews for fear of Mordecai. And that, that, that more people then are seeing, well, it wasn't just your standard kill everybody and take their goods type of event. But, that's just like kind of where my brain seems to be funneling on. Why didn't they take the, 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 uh, the ponder? So if you, have, if you want to add to that or totally take it away to today or just think about it during the week of, you know, exactly why didn't they take the ponder? True. Think about that and, and, and even four, this is 473, so prior to 593, so 60, 70 years before this, who was the main character in the, the, the life of Israel? Daniel. And, and he was one of the, 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 the he was the king's right-hand man. Think about then 500 years later, who comes bearing gifts to the newborn king of Israel? The, the, the Magi from, from the east. Did, did Israel not taking the, the plunder then, Daniel's influence over the Magi, does God plant seeds that take 500 years to... So many times, just a, a small, what may seem insignificant action on our part, maybe a seed that, that God is planting, you know, or that we're planting for God, and God is going to water it and harvest it.
doing it. They're stolen their property, taking their clothes. But yeah, that's the only reason they're doing it. They just want to get rid of it. And they didn't like wealth. Well, now we understand they just wanted to protect themselves. Yeah. Purely a physical battle. Yeah. They would have got greedy with it during all of that fighting. And then they would have been fighting amongst themselves trying to sort it all out. Yeah. So maybe they didn't yeah. have any place to store it all. <laughs> so it was a, 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 a good thing for many, many reasons. That God's going to provide whatever they need in the, in the future without taking all of that. That's not something they need. That's humbling themselves. Exactly. Months ago, I can't remember who it was, but they weren't supposed to take anything. And he took the guy's robe. Remember that? He liked his robe, and he took his I'll just sneak this out of here. Nobody know about it. I've slept since then. Yeah, I have too. I mean, I'm like, okay, help me out. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about that. Took the guy's robe. Yeah, I remember, the, I remember the whole story. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anything else before we go? Read ahead. It won't take you that long to get to the end of Esther. He's talking about the names of the sons. Think about a sports commentator trying to call the basketball game. Yeah, there's five on this side and five on that no, side. There's ten of them. Yeah. All of them from foreign countries. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you. We see that you're always working. That though we may not, we might, may not see it or detect it, that you're always working in the lives of your people. God, may we be sensitive to the movings of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we may willingly answer the call and, 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 and do the things that, that you call us to do. Father, I just thank you for your, your providence, your watch care, where though it seemed like dire straits for Israel at this time, that your faithfulness to your covenant people, that you, you saved them, that ultimately our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus, came from, from, from the line of Abraham not just for the Jews, but for the, the Gentiles as well. I just make us aware of those times when you're working in our lives that we might give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.